Hey, listeners, welcome back to One Day You'll Thank Me. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Egan, and I'm here with my teenage co-host and daughter, Anna. Hey, everyone. We have just wrapped up our third podcasting season. I think it was the best so far. What do you think? I loved it. We had so many amazing guests, and we covered so many topics. Each season gets better and better. We've already started recording season four, which will begin on October 20th, and I can already tell it's going to be fantastic. But before we get started with season four, we thought it'd be fun to share some of our favorite episodes from the past few seasons with all of you. We will be playing one encore episode per week over the next four weeks. It was so hard to pick which episodes to put on our encore list. I know. We are so grateful for the time and expertise of all of the guest experts who shared useful information and practical recommendations for parents and teens. We hope you enjoy these Encore episodes as much as we do. And for the parents out there who want more, my mom has some great resources. Just go to her website at www.drtaraegan.com to check out her videos, books, ebooks, e-courses, and of course her one-on-one coaching services. The coaching services are a great way to get individualized support for your specific family. So go check it out now. Tune in everyone to these fantastic Encore episodes. Welcome to Season 3 of One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm not a Dr. Anna. I'm a mom, a therapist, and an author. And I'm a daughter and a kick-ass high school student. Each week, we'll discuss a different parenting topic. And we'll interview some fantastic guest experts. We'll leave you with practical tips and information. Plus, you'll get the perspective of a teen. Stay tuned, everyone. Boom. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm Anna. And today we're doing a special episode. And by special, I mean I'm going to be the teacher Mm -hmm. because this is an area of expertise for me. Yep. And you're not feeling the whole. Well, I just don't know much about this topic, so I'm here to learn. Right, right. And anything that you offer commentary on could be perceived as you reflecting on my divorce with your dad. And that's just not true. So we just don't want to give that impression. Yeah. So let's just give it chill. I'm going to learn and you talk. Yeah. I think that's good. I think you'll learn something. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the difference between co-parenting and parallel parenting. So for those of you out there who visited my website, have expressed an interest in co-parenting support as they're going through the process of separating or divorcing their spouse. Some of you, you might know what this is, but I think it's a great thing to talk about because it's something that people don't really think about that much. And if they have a relationship with their ex that kind of has a lot of stress to it, there can be some creative ways to co-parent. And so I just want to talk about two different ways so that we can just get an idea, have a common understanding. I think for Most of us after a divorce, our main goal as a parent is to create the best situation for our children to get along with each other. And even though that sounds like a great idea in theory, it's easier said than done. I mean, many people are holding on to feelings of resentment or anger. Maybe they have a lack of trust to their partner 
you know, after their marriage ended. And so what do we do? What do we do when there's tension and conflict between you and your child's other parent? So we're going to talk about the difference between co-parenting and parallel parenting. And since co-parenting is ultimately the goal, I want to talk about that first. And co-parenting is when two parents are no longer in a marriage. They're not in a romantic partnership, but they're choosing to raise their child together. And both parents are responsible for the child's upbringing. And they are both supportive of the idea of their child having a relationship and maintaining a relationship with both parents. So oftentimes, they're splitting their time between two homes. And I don't think that's necessarily has to be a characteristic because there's some parents where the child, for example, lives with one parent and the other parent lives really far away. So that parent might have basically full custody. And then the child just has visitation with the co-parent, but you can have a parent who's really involved, talks to the child a lot, communicates with the parent, the other parent makes decisions together and they're really, really collaborative. So it's not just solely based on whether or not kids are splitting their time between two homes. So in this situation of co-parenting, parents are maintaining some sort of amicable relationship. So it doesn't necessarily mean they are friends. I mean, they can be friends. It's not that they can't be friends, but it really has to do with them demonstrating respect, being civil with one another and being good communicators. So, and I just want to clarify, co-parenting does not mean that you don't have conflict. It just means that that conflict doesn't interfere with the care of the child or with the child's relationship with the other parent. So I know many people in my life who co-parent and they might have an argument with their ex-spouse. They might even hang up the phone, but they kind of come back around and they just move on or they maybe even apologize and get to a place where they can resolve their conflicts. Because even if they were married and living in the same home, they're going to have conflicts sometimes. But these are people who are pretty motivated to work it out. So like I said, conflict is not an obstacle when it comes to them problem solving together for the sake and well-being of their children. They can attend school functions. They're certainly not acting like enemies. They're friendly. And I mean, I think that most people would view that they're team players because they're not letting kind of old wounds in their relationship govern their present relationship. So pros, pros of co-parenting. The child can build a positive relationship with both parents. They don't have to decide like who they love more. They don't have to choose between the two. The child doesn't have to take on the role of adult and assume responsibility to keep the peace between parents. So these are not kids who are worried about one parent finding out something about the other parent because they know there's going to be conflict or where they're trying to take over the communication because it's too stressful to rely on the parents to do it. Like that is not a role here. That child has a sense of stability. They get to see their parents collaborating. And as a result, usually these are kids who are better problem solvers in adulthood. And kids have quality time with both parents. And usually we see it as a long-term benefit. They have higher self-esteem. They're more trusting of people. And they have a more solid sense of security because they're allowed to have a close bond with each parent. And so... These are kids who understand the value of communication. They understand the value of conflict resolution. So there's a lot of benefits to this. When parents are supportive and respectful of each other and the other parent's relationship with the child, usually the stress level between those parents is much, much lower. 
So it's just a positive thing all around. Now, there's some parents who struggle post-divorce to get into this space, but it doesn't mean they never will. So I've seen it happen. There's a family I work with now who I was part of the dynamic soon after they split up and they had really significant conflict. They had lawyer involvement. You know, the kids felt stress. And it's now probably about, I would say, two, two and a half years. And these parents are really rocking it. You know, neither one of them has succumbed to the other person. Both of them feel like they can develop a relationship with their child that is representative of their parenting style and their life choices now that they're apart from their ex-spouse, but they just work it out. They know where to let things go and they know how to prioritize things and they really both know their kids really well. So it's just kind of a beautiful thing for me to see how it's transformed over the years. So if you're out there and you're kind of new in the process of separation or divorce, like try not to get too discouraged. Try not to paint your relationship with your ex with such a broad brush that you don't have a sense of like positivity or or even hope that it could be different at some point. Now I want to switch tunes and talk a little bit about parallel parenting. Parallel parenting is an arrangement in which divorced parents are able to co-parent by means of disengaging with each other. They have limited direct contact and they can really struggle when they are together in person to communicate in a respectful manner. So these are often what we would call a high conflict separation or divorce. And they kind of look at it as, okay, this is an arrangement. We're going to divide decision-making so we don't have to meet and discuss day-to-day aspects of parenting and parents sort of feel free to make their own rules and parent in their own way, separate from their co-parent. And this is an acceptable alternative co-parenting in custody cases where the judge does not have the basis to decide which parent should have primary custody. So the exception to this is if there's a situation where there's family violence or the child or a parent's safety is at risk. It's not meant to be a process of like giving up. It's just meant to be a strategy to keep the conflict low. So usually these are parents who don't do a lot of connecting at extracurricular activities and school events, not a lot of face-to-face communication, and almost all information is shared via text or email. And so a lot of people find this type of parenting most relevant when they first separate or divorce. And the goal, and I say this as a clinician and as a divorced person, is to have that shift over time. Because parallel parenting, especially if you have kids who are struggling with something, maybe there's a health concern, maybe there's academic concerns or just behavioral issues, to just try to parent in your own little vacuum is usually not sustainable. So there are times when I see parents overcome their urge and comfort with parallel parenting to do more co-parenting when there's the inspiration (laughs) because their kid is having a hard time. But sometimes parallel parenting is necessary to keep that stress level low. So the important thing is that you do want to safeguard your kid from conflict at all times. You don't want to put them in the situation of having to worry about that or having them modify their behavior or the expression of themselves because they're worried that, gosh, if this gets out or my parents know this, then one parent's going to be mad at the other parent. And we don't want to put them in a situation where they feel like they have to protect one of the parents. So if parents can put aside their relationship differences 
it really exponentially increases the chances of their children adjusting and transitioning easily between both homes. So just to kind of summarize, co-parenting. Parents maintain some sort of amicable relationship. They're supportive and respectful of each other and their co-parents' relationship with the child. They don't allow their differences to become an obstacle when it comes to caring for their children. They can attend school functions and do some collaboration in a really, you know, friendly, low-stress way. And kids are likely to feel a sense of stability and really learn the skills of conflict resolution. With parallel parenting, these are parents who disengage from each other. They have limited direct contact. It's much more common in high-conflict families. They divide decision-making so they don't have to meet and discuss day-to-day aspects of parenting. And each parent has the freedom to make their own rules and parent in their own way, which I'd like to know for many kids can be very stressful. If they go from one house to the other house and they're getting sent mixed messages or there's a significant change in routines or discipline strategies or communication, that can be really difficult for kids, especially the younger they are. Other kids can kind of adjust themselves to the situation they're in. But usually when parents aren't collaborating, kids can say, you know, they're able to voice to me like one house feels better to me. And that's unfortunate because if parents can get on the same page and have kids feel that sense of stability in both homes, then obviously it's much less stressful for the kid, but it's also much less stressful for the parent, especially the parent who isn't the favorite parent. So if you have drastically different houses, most kids can say, well, I like this better at this house or that house. And it means when they're at the other parent's house, they feel stressed and they're waiting to go back to the other house. But if we can get some uniformity and get everybody on the same page and have a free flowing communication that really helps kids adjust to being in the, in the two environments. So in summary, goal is effective co-parenting. A second choice is parallel parenting. And sometimes that's necessary to keep the conflict low. So for those out there who are listening, what works for you? Is there one type of parenting that feels more effective and benefits your kids? Has there been time when you've had to transition from one type of parenting to another, depending on what's going on in each parent's lives? I would love to hear from you. So check out our website at drterryegan.com. If you have a comment or a question, shoot me an email. What do you think, Anna? Did you learn anything today? Yeah, I did. Anything that surprised you? I just honestly didn't really know that there was two types. I didn't know what parallel parenting was. So I learned a lot more information about it today. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have friends and probably in your own circumstance where you've seen parents kind of ebb and flow between the two parenting styles. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be such that parents pick one and that's what, what they're married to for their entirety of their kid's childhood. Yeah. So sometimes if there's a little more conflict going on, they kind of veer into parallel parenting. And sometimes like step parents can have a role in that too. You know, as you're adding new people to the family or you're blending families together, sometimes one of these types of parenting is a better choice. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. I hope you learned something. Stay tuned for future episodes. They come out every Wednesday. Love you, Mom. Love you, too, sweetie.